Hey everybody, I'm Tim Yuma, and you've ordered up Scrambled Eggs today on localjobnetwork.com radio. Scrambled Eggs is more of a laid-back, entertaining look into the employment realm, looking at some unique skills and non-traditional work that often fits the mold. Our in-studio guest today has a job that a lot of kids would love to have, and probably most adults would enjoy it as well. Not that it's all fun and games, of course. We're happy to be speaking with Cassie Sikowski, a zookeeper from the Milwaukee County Zoo, but she didn't bring any animals in today. Of course, it's not too effective on the radio, but Cassie, thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. First of all, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have in their own mind what a zookeeper is, but how would you define sort of that position in general? Uh, Well, we obviously care for the animals. Um, You know, not only do we monitor their well-being and their health, um, we do have to make sure that where they're living is suitable for them. Sometimes you might see us with some tools or, you know, obviously besides the ones that we use to clean, we might be changing light bulbs, things like that. Um, And then we also are in charge of uh, interacting with the public as well and doing outreach programs and things like that in order to educate the public on um, conservation issues or just giving them more information about the animals that we have at the zoo. So we do quite a bit of communication um, with uh, different people that come to visit the zoo. I think a lot of people don't, they probably don't think of that side of it. They think you're just dealing with animals all the time, but it's obviously a lot more than that. How about in terms of comparing your position to what people would think of as a a veterinarian that they take their dog or cat to them? How do we compare those? That's obviously only usually see your animal maybe once a year just to make sure that their health is doing okay, or you only go there when your animal, um, you know, isn't doing very well if it's sick or it's getting old and it's having you know problems um, we get to see the animals every day uh, we get to interact with them do some training um, and it's kind of cool because spending that much time with the animals we do get to uh, know their personalities know mm-hmm. things that they like and dislike and um, like I said the training aspect is great too you can get them to do some things that people wouldn't necessarily be able to do with other animals that they have at home in that aspect, it's a little different because, like I said, your vet only sees the animal maybe once or twice a year, sure. whereas we see them every day and, you know, get to enjoy them a little bit more than, say, a vet does. So it's a little um, more of a relationship yeah. that you can have with the animals. That's exactly. cool. Exactly. Now, when we talk about your role exactly and, and what you do, maybe you can take us through like a typical day or some of your duties. Um, just describe it for us. I'm sure people are curious. Um, well, I mainly work with animals that are found on the in the children's zoo area on the family farm. Um, So it kind of depends. We have two shifts that we work. If I am working in the cow barn that day, um, I might come in at 4.30 in the morning and, um, you know, feed the cows right away and then get all my milking equipment set up so that I can milk them around 5 o'clock. That's basically what I do for the first couple hours is feed them and then, you know, uh, take care of cleaning them Mm -hmm. as well as uh, monitoring things that you know, milk production, as well as their health. Um, And then, you know, mainly the morning is usually cleaning um, with them. And then later in the afternoon, you can take take care of some other things, whether it be paperwork or um, ordering supplies, whatever you might need to do. Um, And that's kind of the same, too, with the other animals. If I'm working the the regular shift, like an 8 to 4.30, we usually come in the morning, do cleaning, make sure everybody's doing all right, and then um, feed them. And in the afternoon, we usually have a little more time to, to spend with the animals, whether it be on training or, you know, doing extra projects, um, getting them some special enrichment. Um, so mainly mornings are cleaning and feeding, and then afternoon is more 
time to enjoy the animals and interact. You mentioned training and and not to maybe throw you off a little bit, but I guess what sort of things are you doing, especially if people hear like the the farm side of things and the children's zoo, I guess just in general, what sort of things are you talking about when you're talking about training them? Um, Well, for example, with the cows, um, you know, we do have cows that give birth to calves and, um, you know, if it's a female that's going to stay in our dairy complex, they don't just come in to the barn knowing what to do like when they're getting ready to milk mm-hmm. we have to train them we um, sometimes do halter training with them and then we'll also um, train them to go into the parlor get them used to the milking equipment because it can be kind of scary it's kind of loud <laughs> so we have to train them in that aspect so that they're used to doing that so when they do actually have to be milked that they're ready and they know what's going on so things like that things that they wouldn't normally be exactly. introduced to kind of thing okay mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about education quickly. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll get back to some of the, the skills and, and different things you do. Um, in terms of the path to becoming a zookeeper or maybe just animal care in general, uh, I, what are you looking at in terms of schooling or areas of study, really? I would say from my experience, having further education is a good idea. Um, not all zoos require that um, to become a zookeeper, but um, most do prefer that you do have, whether it be a two-year school uh, focused on animal science mm-hmm. or zoology, biology, um, or a four-year schooling. I personally went to um, the University of Wisconsin La Crosse for four years and got my degree in biology. So okay. um, I think that is something that zoos are more leaning towards now is that education is um, pretty important. Sure. Um, and then also experience that you can get. So, I mean, there's still, like, flexibility in terms of, though, you don't have to take, like, a specific course or major that, I mean, they could pull from different sciences or, or I mean, is that fair to say that? Yeah, it is, because not um, all schools have a zoology uh, degree. That's actually kind of hard to find, Um, but there are some out there. Uh, So, yeah, biology, just any of the, whether it be, like, animal science or um, anything science-related is usually a pretty good idea. Um, not to say that you have to do that. I know there are some zookeepers who have come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but obviously if you know you want to be a zookeeper, a science-related degree is usually a good idea. Sure. What skills then would you say you know, really would be focused on? Um, and you know, maybe it's something you pick up as experience, maybe someone who did work on a, a farm you know, dealing with animals, or maybe they helped out at a zoo at some point. Uh, I mean, what skills would someone really want to focus on in terms of being successful in a position like yours? You definitely want to have as much experience working with a variety of animals as possible. You know, I started volunteering at the Humane Society when I was a little bit younger, when I was in college. And I know there are internships out there that you can get while you're in college or just after high school um, at different zoos or the Humane Society, like I said. Um, I I actually did an internship at a wildlife rehab center. Hmm. And that's you know, like I said, any variety of animals you can work with is going to help you. Um, and the younger you start, the better, because while education is very important, um, they do also weigh experience very heavily when looking for zookeepers um, at different zoos. So, yeah, working with a wide variety is a very good idea. Well, I would imagine a lot of it, I mean, you could say this about a lot of positions, I'm sure, but what you read in a book and what you're going to go out and do on a daily basis and learning the animals and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, I'm sure it's it's extremely different. But are there skills that maybe you didn't realize you'd have to have? And, and the reason I ask that is you talk about 
you know, doing essentially public speaking and you're almost performing in a certain way. I mean, is that something you expected you would have to learn? Is that, you know, some skills you picked up? I mean, uh, what sort of skills did you not realize maybe you had to have if you were going to be in this position? You know, the communication skills are very important as well because we do do a lot of interacting with the public, whether it be just informal or mm-hmm. if it's formal, we do on the farm, we have uh, little presentations that we do a couple times uh, a day during the summertime. Um, so those are a little more formal where people actually are coming and planning on being there at a certain time. And we have kind of a setup of uh, different topics that we touch on um, for each show. So yeah, definitely communication. You need to be um, willing to talk to a wide variety of age groups as well as just, you know, being okay with interacting with strangers, mm. people that, um, you know, they're going to ask you lots of different questions. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, always take you off guard um, with the kids. They, they love to come up with a, a bunch of different questions for you. So you just have to be comfortable, um, you know, being out there and, and talking with the public. And I mean, since you brought it up, I just want to ask quick. I mean, when it comes to interacting with kids and adults, I mean, is there a favorite part of yours? I mean, is it trying to answer those off-the-wall questions? Is there something else that you enjoy in terms of the interaction? I think it's definitely kind of cool to um, send home a message with the kids if you can, especially about conservation, things like that, that they might not have necessarily um, known before. There, it's It's funny when you see kids that you can tell haven't really been around animals mm-hmm. And if you can give them that experience of having a good time with an animal, like in the goat yard, we get kids that obviously haven't been around animals and they're just so scared of the goats and (laughs) they're not going to hurt you, but they don't know that. So if you can, you know, get them to feed one of the goats and have a good time and they can take that away, um, you know, for them and go home and tell their family about it. I think that's really cool um, and one of my favorite parts of my job. When you look at this personally, going into the industry, um, you know, when we talk to a lot of people, there's this discussion of, do you go into something because you have a passion for it? Do you enjoy doing it? Or is it more of like a calculated decision? Like, you know, this, this is where the money is, or, or this is, this is, there's a lot of jobs open in this area. For yourself, what, what was that decision like? Was it just that you were, loved animals and you fell into it? Or how did it work for you? It pretty much started when I was a kid. You know, I was always out there picking up toads and catching tadpoles and you know I had a dog growing up and a cat so I was always around animals um, we actually had horses in our back and our neighbors had horses so technically in my backyard we had horses and mm-hmm. that was really cool growing up you know being able to go over there and feed them apples and whatnot so I always loved the animals and I knew I wanted to do something with animals and I thought about doing veterinary school and I kind of just you know didn't really want to commit to that so um, I explored other areas and like I said I did an internship in Mm. um, wildlife rehab and I really liked that that was cool to work with lots of different animals owls um, rabbits things like that that people brought in that were injured or orphaned but it just wasn't the right fit for me um, because you couldn't really interact with the animals you want to keep them wild so you couldn't do training or anything like that so um, that led me to the zookeeping internship at the Racine Zoo that I did, and I really enjoyed it. So they recommended that I go to the zoo and become a seasonal um, on the farm, which is what I did. And I never left because I liked it so much, and now I'm full-time on the farm, and I really like it. So I think that's good for people to hear. I mean, it's something that you've always had this kind of passion and love for, and you know, everyone takes their own path, but I think that's cool that it's always really been a part of your life and now it's a part of your career in essence. People you've spoken with, I mean, do you think this is a type of industry where 
you almost need to have that passion for it or that a lot of people who, who go into this business, um, again, maybe just people you've spoken with, is it really fueled by like that love of animals more so than just, you know, oh, I'm interested in science and I came to this area? I mean, what's sort of been your experience with that? Uh, I definitely think the passion is important. Um, you know, we don't always work in ideal conditions. They are stinky and, you know, <laughs> obviously right now it's really cold outside. It can be snowy. We mm -hmm. have to shovel. You really need to have the the passion to get through days where, you know, sometimes it's like, it's just so cold, I don't want to go out there, but the animals are there and they need you. So you definitely need to have the passion and, you know, there's not a whole lot of money in this, this field uh, particularly. So it is something that you really have to love and be there. Would you say that, I mean, you know, the experience side of it and, and you know, having a love for it that in some ways that trumps having the knowledge and the skill. I mean, obviously you need that basic understanding of what's going on, but, um, you know, in some industries it's it's more about I have the skill to do this and I do it. Do you think that it is truly more necessary, you know, in, in this sort of field to have that love? I do think so. Um, you really have to have the drive to want to go out and get that experience, though. So I think if you have the passion that, that fuels that drive, uh, it's that'll help you along the way to get to where you want to be because it can be very competitive, um, you know, it, it can take a couple of years to mm -hmm. get to where you want to be. And so, yeah, I think the passion is very important. Let's look at, you know, your position a little bit more in depth you know, in terms of maybe some of the aspects you enjoy the most, uh, you know, what you get satisfaction out of, maybe some sort of, you know, maybe a small thing might be some interaction you have with an animal, but what do you really take the, the most joy out of in your job? Getting to work with the wide variety of animals is really cool. And like I said, once you have worked with them for some time, you do learn that they do have a variety of different attributes about them or different personalities that you come to love. Um, and I think that's really cool. And just getting to work with them every day and sharing those animals with the public and getting to interact with them. You know, we do those presentations and the kids get to touch mm -hmm. some of the animals. Um, I really, really enjoy that part. Um, Cause like I said, some kids just haven't been around animals. They haven't right. had the opportunity. And so if you can send home a message that, you know, animals aren't scary or, you know, introduce them to something that they might not have been introduced to. I think that's a really good feeling, you know, to give them that experience. So that's one of my favorite things. And I'm not looking to put you on the spot necessarily, but you've mentioned a couple times about, you know, animals having personalities, that kind of <laughs> thing. Is is there a certain animal that stands out that has like some sort of character trait that, you know, either makes you laugh or you just, you're almost, I don't want to say they're human in a way, but I mean, I think sometimes you could look at that in terms of their personality. Do you have any examples of that at all? Well, you know, if you're having a bad day, you know, cuddling with a rabbit is always a nice, <laughs> you know, we have cats um, that live on the farm too, and they're very cuddly and like to be pet. And mm. so they have their, we have a cat that really doesn't enjoy going out to do the public presentations, okay. but she loves us. She's you know? an introvert. Yeah, yep. That's, that's and okay. then we have another cat that just can't get enough attention. <laughs> and so um, they really do have their different personalities. We have cows that are, some of them are, just love us. They want to be pet all day like their mm -hmm. dogs. And then we do have one naughty one that, you know, <laughs> she can... How is a cow naughty? I'm curious, huh? <laughs> I mean, she just, you know, she wants to do what she wants to do. Okay. So she, you know, where the rest of them are pretty good and kind of laid back. She, If she's not feeling it that day, she, she's not going to listen to you and she can give you um, some trouble, so... <laughs> How about in terms of, and you mentioned, you know, some of the non-ideal conditions. I mean, is is there a particular aspect that you don't like? And again, it doesn't mean you don't like your job overall, but everybody has something in their position. It's just like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do that. Or this is just one part I don't look forward to. I mean, is there something particular that just, you know, you're not really, you know, you don't enjoy at all? 
you know, working on days when it's zero degrees out and, and then having to shovel before you even get to work mm. to, um, you know, cleaning barns or cleaning enclosures and things like that, um, that can be physically demanding and you do go home and you're just exhausted and sure. you just want to go home and lay on the couch. So that can be kind of rough some days, but, um, you know, we don't have that many days out of the year that are terribly cold right. or terribly hot. Um, so for the most part, you do go home and, you know, it's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, we just don't want listeners to think that it's, it, you know, that it's all easy and hugging bunnies. Yeah. And all I mean, that, you, you know? get dirty, it, you know, right. you don't smell the greatest when you go home <laughs> and yeah, you do sometimes have to work in the rain or in the snow or, you know, in the wind. And so that can be kind of tough, but the animals make it worthwhile. Now, have there been any situations, and I kind of had given you a, a couple different questions. They're all sort of in the same vein in terms of maybe something exciting that happened or maybe a little frightening or something dangerous with an animal. I mean, do you have any stories that you could share there or, or talk about in terms of, you know, just something happened that was maybe out of the usual or, or caught you off guard kind of thing? Uh, well, on the farm, we do have, like I said, a dairy a facility. So we do have babies every now and again. So babies are always... Um, exciting and can actually be a little scary at the same time because things don't always go as well as you plan. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, those um, experiences are are great. We just had a calf born a couple weeks ago, and that's always wonderful. And it was born on a Saturday, and it was kind of busy, so the kids actually got to watch and, you know, see that. So um, with that instance, that's cool that kids and the, the, you know, adults get to see things – that happen on a dairy farm and mm-hmm. get to see the baby be born and get to see what happens with the mom and the baby afterwards. And, you know, I think that's really exciting and cool. And then um, on the other hand, uh, frightening. It, those That situation can also be frightening because sometimes with the new moms, they have a hard time. And with the baby that was born a couple weeks ago, actually she, uh, he actually had to be pulled because the mm. mom was having a hard time with the birth. So oh. um, they did, the vet did have to attach uh, some chains to the calf. And, you know, we weren't sure how that was going to go, but it ended up uh, turning out all right. And the baby was just fine and mom was fine. And they're both doing very, very well now. But, you know, there are moments that are obviously a little bit tough and you're not sure how it's going to turn out. But in the end, it was okay. And, so. I, and I think that's interesting because, it, you know, it's you are building relationships in a way with these animals and you're with them every day, essentially. So, you know, I think people, when we go to the zoo, we, we tend to just see it as an animal and you're there taking care of them. But it's, I mean, it sounds like it's a lot more in a lot of those cases with you guys. Mm-hmm. Have you always focused on the farm animal side? Like if you wanted to go into um, some other aspect, you know, some other types of animal, I mean, would you have to do a certain amount of extra training? Would you have to prove yourself in some way? Like how does that work? Because people listening, maybe they are interested, but they want to do something something with, you know, felines or, or birds or something to that effect. I mean, are there distinct differences and things you have to do that you know of? There are. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't just put somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of experience working with um, big cats. You wouldn't just throw them in with the big cats. Mm-hmm. Um, for my particular position, I do work on the farm, and um, that's technically a little bit different than what our zoo considers a zookeeper. Okay. Um, we do the same thing. Sure. Um, just the farm animals, obviously, are most of them that we have are domestic animals, so they consider those uh, less dangerous okay. than, say, you know, a tiger. <laughs> so with that, there are opportunities once you've been um, a farm attendant um, for a while, they may allow you to go out into the zoo and be a temporary keeper if okay. they need someone to fill in, you know, for someone that might be on medical leave or if they just have a vacancy that they haven't filled yet. 
Um, they might give you that opportunity to go work with some other animals. I just recently was working in our small mammal building, so I got to work with um, some smaller primates, some bats, some different things like that that mm-hmm. I hadn't worked with before. Um, so that's one way to get that experience with other animals, which would help in the future if um, an opportunity arose for me to become a zoo a zookeeper at our zoo, sure. which, like I said, is a little bit different. But, yeah, you definitely just working um, with a wide variety of animals, whether it be through an internship or another job at a different zoo that maybe it's a little bit smaller of a zoo. Mm. Um, that's how you're going to get your experience working with the, the different varieties. And that's where most people start out is just doing those internships and um, working at smaller zoos before they get to a zoo like ours, which is a little more well-known and it's obviously a larger zoo. So yeah, definitely just any experience you can get um, with those animals that are considered a little more dangerous is going to help you get a position working with them permanently. Now, from what I've seen, you know, I I mentioned to you guys a little bit before the show even, um, there's an expectation based on different research that's done that from now through 2020 that they're expecting a lot of employment and opportunities in animal care, animal management. Again, that's not just at a zoo, but it could be, you know, different forms, veterinarians, that kind of thing. Um, And obviously with all the talk of the economy and difficulty in finding jobs, that sort of thing. I think it's it's good for people to hear. I mean, have you um, talked with anybody or seen that that is an area that seems to be you know growing or developing and there, there is a lot of opportunity there? I'm just just from maybe the people you've talked with and the experiences you've had. Um, I think there definitely is. Um, with the zoo, maybe not so much, right. but with other aspects, yeah. I mean, you know, like there's humane societies, there's dairy farms, there's all different areas that you could go to. I, th- I think it, it is growing. However, at what rate, I'm not really sure because it does tend to be somewhat competitive. Sure. Now, earlier you talked about some of the skills. And again, for people, you know, we're trying to help in terms of maybe they want to move into this type of area. Maybe, you know, maybe they have a passion for it. They never thought about doing it before. What are some maybe skills that someone could take, like say from a, an office setting that they could translate into some of the stuff you do. I mean, you talked about the communication side of it. I mean, I'm, I would guess that'd be a big thing, but are there certain skills that you could look at anybody? Maybe you have friends or family that work in a different setting that, you know, you could use what you do there and bring it, you know, to a zoo or to an animal care facility. Uh, what, what sort of things would you point people to? You really need to have good observational skills. Hmm. Um, you know, just the slightest thing that you notice with an animal that might be a little different um, from their day-to-day behavior or activity level or appetite or things like that. Um, could signify that something is wrong with the animal or something's going on that you need to um, address, uh, as well as just having very good organizational skills and time management skills, because things pop up all the time sure. that you're not expecting to happen. Um, so you need to really keep yourself on task and you know be prepared that all of a sudden an animal could get sick or something could happen um, with the public. You never know. Um, or a weather emergency could happen and mm-hmm. totally just um, cause your day to, you know, turn into chaos. So you just need, you know, you need to focus on those kind of things to um, keep yourself going. But yeah, so just communication skills, organizational skills, observation. And as you've mentioned numerous times, that if you really want to be involved, there are volunteer opportunities, whether it be Humane Society or, I mean, do you have volunteers at the zoo in, in certain capacities? We do. Or? They don't work directly with the animals, sure, sure. Um, but they do. I mean, some of them, they could tell you probably more than I could about some of the animals because they do watch them so much because right. they are standing outside of some of the enclosures, giving the public, you know, information and, you know, they watch them for 
a long time. I know we have some that stand over by the big cats. They could probably tell you everything about them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do have volunteer opportunities. Yeah, so there's definitely opportunities for people who are interested and maybe want to look into that field a little bit. Now, for yourself, you know, it's, it's obviously a little bit of a unique field. Um, there Again, we, there are different avenues to, to explore with that. But for yourself in terms of work and uh, maybe a philosophy you have or a strategy, that sort of thing, I mean, what do you sort of – what motivates you or what do you use to, to drive your work and what you do? Just my passion for the animals is, like you had said, you know, you wondered if it was important. It really is important. And, um, you know, I like my job because there are always things that I can learn. Hmm. I'm always learning about the animals and I'm always learning, you know, just things about their habits or about, you know, just information about them or techniques for caring for them. Um, I think having that drive to want to know more is actually something that really fuels me and uh, keeps me going and, you know, it keeps it interesting. As we look to sort of wrap up here, for the, again, the people out there that are listening that maybe have thought about this or looking to change careers, that sort of thing, and, and they want to get into this area in some capacity. I mean, would you have any final words of advice or, or you know, a, a grand statement you could give in terms of Hey, this is this is what you need to do, or this is your suggestion because you've you've been there. I mean, in terms of wanting to get into this. So, if somebody's listening, what would your advice be to them? Well, if they really have the passion to work with animals and they really think that zookeeping is for them, definitely you know get that education and go out there and volunteer or do the internship, see if you like it, and if you do like it, um, you know maybe do another one at a different zoo or a different um, place that has animals, whether it be humane society or a wildlife rehab center, just uh, keep trying to get that experience and gain that knowledge. And that's going to help you be successful and keep that drive going. Um, if that's really what you want to do, it, it can be frustrating. And, you know, just like I said, it can take a couple of years to get to where you mm-hmm. want to be. But if, if you really love it and you want to be with, you know, working with the animals and that's really where your passion lies, don't give up and um, you'll get there. It just might take a little bit. Well, Cassie, we definitely appreciate you coming in and talking a little bit about your position, uh, you know, a little bit of the skills and experience that people would want if they want to look into, you know, things like animal care management. Um, hopefully people who do love animals, as a lot of people do, maybe this gives them a little more motivation to look into a career at them. So thanks a lot for coming in today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And that's our guest, Cassie Sikowski uh, from the Milwaukee County Zoo. Uh, we do want to make a note that if you are interested in applying for any positions at the zoo, um, you do want to go to www.mcdhr.org. It's actually Milwaukee County Department uh, Human Resources, so it's not directly through them. So make sure you go to that site. Again, it's www.mcdhr.org. And that'll wrap things up for us here on Scrambled Eggs. As usual, we do encourage you, the listeners, to send us any comments or suggestions for any of our shows, not just this one. Just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You've been locked on to Scrambled Eggs. I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later. Scrambled Eggs.